Hello and welcome to the DPDL Talent Development Podcast brought to you by Double Pass. I'm your host Sarthak Dubey and this is a show where we talk about grassroots football, picking the brains of some of the leading experts in the field of player development. We also bring to you the latest updates, trivia and action from DPDL, our grassroots league here in India. So if you're a coach or a parent or a young player or anyone who loves the game of football this is a great podcast for you to tune in and make some notes with that said let's dive straight in enjoy the show in today's episode i have with me a very special person someone who's been with us right from the beginning of dpdl right and the reason we've got him on today's podcast is because uh you know it's it's teams and it's journeys like like his that really make our league what it really is right the stories the legends of dpdl 10 years from now i think we'll we'll always remember the first champion of dpdl um he's a coach with a very unique story with a very unique journey into indian football and uh, i'm delighted to welcome coach bo renis on today's show um bo excited to have you here how do you feel i feel good i'm sartak thanks for having me and um uh, really enjoyed being here um you and i have known each other now for for quite some time so i think this is it's neat to be able to to connect together and kind of reflect on some of the awesome things that have happened but then also um maybe look forward to some things so now life is good i'm good i hope you're doing well as well absolutely and bo before we begin i know on a on a personal note just before we begin uh congratulations from the dpdl team from everyone here at double pass you've become a proud uh, grandfather and and we couldn't be happier for you and your family so congratulations from our side yeah we appreciate it holly and i are super excited you know we welcomed a a granddaughter and uh man it you know there's you just don't know how really how to describe it so um but it is amazing and and really awesome so it's a new face in our life a new journey but it uh, it is really really good so we appreciate that thank you and and bo has has anyone told you you're the youngest grandfather and the, and the best looking one that that uh, they've yeah. seen <laughs> no but i mean but I, you know looks can be deceiving so uh, i i don't feel young it uh, there's a little bit of wear and tear but uh, well, i appreciate it so this is a good start to this podcast <laughs> thank you so um no, good stuff fantastic fantastic we, we're super happy for you and we're obviously yeah. looking forward to to having you at dpdl uh, again yeah. very soon right um yeah. so bo let's uh, let's get started with with the journey itself right um yeah. now it's it's very important i think for for all our listeners um uh, you know to to first understand uh before a team like bcfc became a champion of course there's a journey behind it there's a story behind it there's a vision behind it right and i think that's that's all connected to the owner to the founder the person who who really got this rolling uh, of course i know i know you're a team guy and you will give credit to everyone else but of course it's it's your journey as well that that really got this started here right so first why don't you tell our listeners a bit about your footballing background uh, and and your journey into indian football and how it all began yeah so um, i'm originally from the netherlands or uh, or holland and i grew up there and 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 so um like like many people in holland um we you know we 
we we bike a lot um we perhaps eat a lot of like licorice um you know and um but also we love uh, soccer or football and um and so growing up in in europe football is 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 not just what you do necessarily but it also is part of life and uh, and it was part of my upbringing so from a young age i was able to to play and uh, at a you know at a, at a local club and just fell in love with with the beautiful game fell in love with the community engagement with the people that were around there and uh, and were being part of of the club you know like going out in the little town that i grew up in and then you had the butcher shop or the bakery and then talking to them about the next match or, or people on the streets wishing you good luck for the next match so that became a really big piece of uh, of my life really enjoyed it um somewhat became good at it and uh, which then took me into opportunities to play in uh, in different parts of europe and then um it it started growing and growing and um it gave me the opportunity to go to uh, the usa and to uh, to play there and and so it uh, it really brought me to a kind of this international um yeah flavor of football not just in europe but then also overseas right it was overseas and started where i met my uh, my wife she also played football and uh, and so that was really well, i really didn't know neat. this i didn't know yeah this. so uh, well so the story is one day um i was getting my uh, my boots on my cleats and um i um i was sitting in the on the sides in the stands and looked on the field and the women's team was playing and I saw this goalkeeper in goal and I was like, okay, <laughs> so I need to talk to her and, um, and maybe give some tips or hints. Anyway, that's, that was Holly. Uh, that's my wife. And yep. she, um, so that's how that started. So, um, she played anyway, we got married at a very young age, had kids at a very young age. Uh, we went back to Europe, played a lot more, uh, football there and, um, some really neat opportunities fast forward. Eventually, I ended up working in uh, in corporate America, um, so I'm still a big part of football. Still, you know, loving football, watching, uh, playing at a certain level, but then also working in corporate America and um, kind of living, yeah, what I call the uh, like this 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 American dream, so to speak, because um, we moved back to the USA. Um, and um, but um, during that time, um, missed football a lot, just being around it and. Um, that's where India kind of came in play. So Holly and I in 2008 uh, took a vacation. Uh, we were always intrigued by India, by uh, the nation, the people, the food, the culture. And, you know, it looked so amazing just researching it that we decided in 2008 to, you know, to visit uh, this great nation of India. And so when we got there um, and arrived, I mean, we just fell in love with the country, fell in love with the people, fell in love with the food, fell in love with the culture. But then I also looked around and I'm like, there is no football or I didn't see it at that time. I mean, there wasn't certainly as much as there is now. Yeah. And that's really where I started dreaming big. I'm like, what if, you know, like what was a big piece of my life early on in my childhood in Europe and, and then... Um, what if I can give that opportunity to players in India, in, in, in Southern Asia? And so um, Holly and I talked long and hard. And, uh, and though, the, you know, the corporate life was comfortable, uh, we were set for an early retirement, life was good. Um, it doesn't always feel as, didn't feel as fulfilling. And so we decided like, hey, why don't we start up our own thing? And 
and give this a, a shot in, in India. And, and I got to tell you, Sartre, a lot of people are like, football in India, it's all cricket. It will never work. Um, it might be too hot or too rainy or there's no facilities. And, uh, and, um, but, you know, like, um, I, I, like I said, dreaming big, asking big, uh, coming, expecting um, is something we believe in. And so um, we, in 2009, uh, pretty much sold our belongings. I resigned from uh, this really great job. And um, we came to India and, uh, and started this, this journey that we're still on right now. Amazing. Amazing. I, I didn't know this. I didn't know. I really didn't know this, uh, this part because when we spoke last, um, um, I, I, I remember you mentioning that you were with, you were coaching the, uh, the, the army team as well at some point. Is, yeah, is that correct? Yeah, so, I mean, just had some really cool opportunities to come in, and uh, and things just things just grew really quickly from um, you know in different angles. Once we've got to uh, to India, and then I realized that hey, there there's something here, like in in regards to uh, not just a beautiful culture and amazing people, but there's something also here football wise that we're at the the tip of the iceberg there's something that's going to break in india yeah. uh, that we've not seen before this yeah. early on i mean we're talking about 12 13 years yeah. ago and things certainly yeah. were, were a little bit different i mean yes there was football in india and yes there were opportunities yeah. but i mean not yeah. in the scale of what we're seeing now so when when we picked up on that and we saw the growth and and different avenues to coach opened um i realized that Hey, we're we're onto something here that sure. uh, that could be something really successful potentially for the long haul, and and we want it to be a, a small part of that. Absolutely. Um, I mean, to to identify that in the year two thousand eight, to identify that early, I think that's that that was a great call huh? because uh, if if I remember correctly, two thousand eight was the year the Indian Premier League, which is the the cricket league, was launching, and for right. you to identify football back then, uh, yeah, I, I'm sure you were looking at a very long term plan weren't you yeah truth yeah absolutely, absolutely. yeah and absolutely. but here's what i've learned sartak and i think our listeners would agree to that is football is not limited to a geographical area every nation or continent might have certain sports that are more popular than other others but i do believe football overall you'll find across the world so when i didn't see it as much yet in india i was like hey listen if you know, if 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 the the Argentina you know Argentina can produce a Messi, if Portugal can produce um, you know Ronaldo, if Holland can produce a Burkamp, then um, what can we do here in India, which is a much bigger nation and um, with some amazing athletes? And so that's where that big dream came. Like you said, a long term dream. Was it going to happen right away? But my goal is to you know is to identify, create, nurture, um, invest in in local Indian talent. And hopefully um, one day we have, uh, you know, more Sunil Chetris and, 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 and yeah. more stars that will represent India and, and hopefully bring India to the World Cup one day. Absolutely. Couldn't agree more. Couldn't agree more. So, uh, so Bo, let's now talk about BCFC, right? The, the origins of it. Um, now, which year did you, you start off the club, right? What was your, your vision behind it back then? Uh, you know, was it immediately to to produce players? Because I'm sure the ecosystem also did not exist. There weren't too many competitions uh, at the youth level. But you focusing 
on grassroots you focusing on young kids uh, even back then even i would say back in 2015 2016 i, I would say is is quite uh, uh, quite early for me uh, so what was it uh, that that motivated you to focus on grassroots development and what was your take on it yeah i think one of the the, fic- the big things that that helped me when i was a young a young player in uh, in the netherlands in holland was a the community that i was part of you know what i mean not just i mean coaches other players parents um people that lived in the town that i played in and it was all all connected to one another and i i felt like hey um what if we can build that community that football culture within india so not just playing football and playing matches but a a culture a community around you know the club and the uh, and the team and then i also wanted to bring structure within um what i grew up in so when i grew up in europe you can start at let's say the uh, what we say the, the under 6 year you know 6 and younger level and then the next year you would move up and you would move up and there was always these growth opportunities and yeah. and then if you kept growing and growing maybe you could reach the the senior team or the, the reserve team you know the the highest level within the club and then maybe from there you can go to a uh, a professional club within the area and then you know those clubs would work together so i also wanted to give the the players in india a pathway to grow up into the levels of football so let's say they start with with bangalore city fc at one level and then take the next step and the next step and then keep giving them opportunities to learn to grow to kind of expand their wings and giving them um you know the opportunities potentially you know leave the club and go to you know to other clubs higher level clubs um so that was the another piece that I really wanted to do yeah and then the third piece is was to build a system where we were able to work with with other teams with the the state associations with the AIFF um and and to be able to but with the end goal is to help our players to reach levels that uh, that we could never get them to so we would basically be a foundational piece a setup and then a springboard or a, i don't know what you call it a trampoline a a move forward into uh, into other levels so um so structure one community uh, another one um uh, opportunity as well for the players and then also a uh, a place where they can learn so th- those were some of the, yeah. the the stepping stones that i wanted to start this and uh, and and get things off the ground very interesting very interesting because uh, when i look at this from the perspective of the listeners now who who will be listening in uh, we've got coaches we've got smaller academies uh, we've got parents who who've put kids in into uh, in, into their academies as well and i think everyone here now is is in a way they're all trying to uh, to to build their own pathway they're trying to build a uh, you know something at the foundation level in their yeah. own kind of hyper local environment but one key message that i'm taking from your uh, you know what you said it's the community part that's that's actually very unique and i've seen that i have seen that at the league uh, you know i know how bcfc is set up and it's the community that really comes together uh to the games and because it's the games where i i really interact with you guys uh but i know i have visited your training sessions as well where uh you know we yeah. visited your ground and we saw it's just the way you've set it up uh you know there's there's a nice kind of 
you know, nice benches for people to sit and interact for the parents to have a bite while the kids are playing. I think these things are important and it's that community angle which I think a lot of lot of other clubs and academies can maybe learn from, right? From within their own kind of region. I know you guys come from the northeast region of Bangalore, uh, but whichever part that these academies come yeah. from, it's it's really enabling and, and getting the community together, whether that's parents, whether it's the kids' siblings, their friends, you know, just getting everyone together and going as a team. Uh, so yeah, I, I agree with that point. I've actually seen that live at, at the games as well. Yeah, I think if, if you come, I mean, certainly, um, you know, pre-COVID, when, when the crowds were maybe a little heavier, you were able to, um, when you would come to some of our matches, you would just find a lot of parents, orange shirts, um, and that. And I think, again, it's a big part of, you know, when we talk about development of football in India, we usually touch base on a lot of things, and they are super good, and they are all part of it. And, you know, we can go down the list. But I think one aspect that I really believe in that will bring growth of grassroots development in India is community involvement. And to me, the parents are the stakeholders in that and a big piece. So if we want to grow uh, football in India, if we want to grow um, the, the youth players, uh, player development, talent development, to me, the parents have to be part of that. And because when they buy in, the sky is the limit. So yes, we focus on players a lot, but to me, the parents are so important. And, and um, I think it's, it's been an important piece of what we do. It's a big part of what we do at, uh, at BCFC. And it will continue to be a big part of what we do. Um, because to me, it goes hand in hand. The parents are part of it. Um, I think the opportunities are endless. And when they buy into what we want to do and, and are willing to, to drive their kids to, uh, you know, across Bangalore or even send them, you know, we went to Europe, we went to Thailand with, with our players. I mean, we can do so much. So uh, parents are a big piece of, of what we do here. True, true, true. Okay. Uh, so, Bo, when we, when we, you spoke a bit about talent development, I fully agree parents are a crucial part and we will come to the parents towards the end of, towards the end of this podcast as well. Um, but speaking of talent development, right? When you uh, see, see a player come into the BCFC Academy for the first time, right? Uh, how do you approach it? What is talent development for you? Um, you know, are, how do you approach it? Is, is there some learnings that, that the others can, can take from this? You know, we, we want to know, uh, let's just put it this way. When, when a new kid walks into BCFC, how do you analyze him or her? What's the vision that you set? Uh, and what's your goal to, to develop this player? I mean, I think the first thing, um, and listen, you know this as well. We're, we're no, I'm no expert in all of this. I just have my own thoughts and my own philosophy. Sure. I think that's the beauty of football. Like there's different philosophies, different formations, uh, different systems, different approaches to everything that we do. And uh, I don't think one size fits all. But um, the sure. way I look at it is, when we have, let's just, like you said, a, a very young player that, that walks through our facility, comes in at BCFC. I think the first thing that we do is have them fully like enjoy the game, um, want to come to practice, not mom and dad saying you're going there. But when they said, hey, do you want to go practice at BCFC? They're going to be like, oh, yes, it's that time of the day, the time of the week again. So first we want to instill a, a deep joy for the game of football within the child. And just yeah. when they come, they're gonna see their friends, they're gonna have fun, they're gonna engage, 
So that's one, because if they don't enjoy it, if they don't like it, yeah, then it's, I don't think it's, it's a good fit for the parents nor for the child. So that's the first thing is make them feel welcome wherever they come from um, and make them feel welcome and have them enjoy what they're doing. Then once they are, 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 are running, laughing, having fun, being part of it, obviously during that time, we're also um, observing them, analyzing them. And, and so then what we have done right now, kind of the, the system that we run is we have like a three tier system. We have the, uh, we call it the, the classic program. And that's for kids that just come in, um, new kids, but then also kids that are maybe still learning, uh, you know, the basics that are, are having a lot of fun, but maybe are, are, are still lacking some of the, the you know, the, the technical pieces that are still learning, you know, really four or five year olds, the passing, the dribbling, um, you know, um, where to stand in, in what position on the field. And, and then, um, so we have this classic group where, where every player will come into. From that group, once we feel a player is ready, we take them into uh, what's called our mystics group. And I guess you could equate that or relate that to, it's kind of like the the, the second level, the, the reserve group, the, um, sure. the uh, almost, you know, almost um, into the top tier. And then the top tier is what's called the magic group. Those are kids that are well on their way, um, that not only love the game, can, can play it at a high level. And, um, and sure. so like our, our U12s, our perfect group, you know, like we there have the direct level, the mystic level, and then you have the... Uh, the magic and then those guys compete at the uh, the highest level uh, at the highest leagues they might travel but here's the cool thing then the classic group and the mystic group also have opportunities to play matches to go but against teams that are maybe more at their level so it's more competitive matches they get more touches on the ball um, they might not you know they're not beating teams by huge scores they're also not getting defeated by huge core. So it's, there's that encouragement, that learning. And, and so that's why we've divided them up in three groups. So at whatever level that you're at, you can play your matches, you can get your practices, and you can learn without, without maybe saying, well, this is so hard and, and we're not, we're not, you know, we're, we're, we can't do anything. Other teams are running circles around us or saying, well, this is too easy and, and, and this is not working. We want to create a learning environment. And I feel this, this level of when they come in and they go in the classic group and then from there, they can move up uh, into to different levels has worked really well for us. And then, um, um, so this year in, in your DPDL, we have the two levels represented, the magic group, which is kind of our, our higher uh, elite level group. Yep. Then the mystic group is kind of like the, the kids that could play magic level one day. And then we still have our recreational level and they are at our home turf in, uh, in Northeast Bangalore, still kind of getting ready to play some of the, what would be DPDL matches, for instance. Right, right. Correct, and and this this is a very interesting way you've you've kind of put the pathway together, um, you know, and and I know in season one the mystics and magics did not exist. I've seen that now, uh, right? I've seen this come, and and I I fully understand why you've you've kind of segregated the levels and and just to get more game time for 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 more players as well, especially the ones who can make it from yeah. mystics to the magics. And you know, here's the interesting thing: I I have seen the mystics play. Uh, we are into match week ten. Right? I watch every game. I watch the Magics. I watch the Mystics. Yeah. Uh, we're into match week 10. And uh, at their own level, right? of course, 
we are a, a development league, right? That is, that is our, that's the key word that, that we like to call ourselves. Um, so we're going to keep the results aside, but I've seen the kids play. I'm not going to name the kids obviously here, but I've seen the mistakes kids, uh, who from week one to week 10, they've, they've actually understood spaces. They've understood, uh, you know, they've understood how to move. They've understood how to pass. Uh, at least they've, they've started understanding positions, uh, you know, on, on a very basic level. Let's, let's not look at results, but let's yeah. look at, look at uh, these 10 games uh, from, a, even if it's a very small thing that the kid uh, learned, for example, they made a mistake in the previous game, but can they, they, they had the ability to think that, Hey, this was a mistake. Maybe I do not repeat this in the next game that comes in. Even if, if that has gone in to, to a 10 year old or a nine year old's, mind i think that itself is a big win and we we build on that uh, game by game right and i've seen that from from match week 1 to match week 10 yeah. even the mystics right they've they've understood they've understood spaces better they've understood uh, their their opponents better they've scored a few goals as well uh, right yeah. so uh, definitely and of course the, the magics are a different story uh, they, they are i would say at at the competition level right they, they are right up there in the top 4 or the top 5 all the time yeah yeah um, so how do you prepare, I would say, the magics here? Of course, Mystics, we, we know the, the vision behind it and, and they are improving. But in terms of the competition side, there's, there's a lot of, I would say, the mental side as well that needs to come into these kids. Uh, so do you have anything that you look at uh, specifically to, to train the magics uh, from a competition perspective? And competition as in like the, the league matches and... Yeah, it could be the league matches that you play at DPDL or or in other leagues as well. Because these are the kids you, you're kind of honing and, and training for uh, the competition phase. Yeah, so what we try to do, Sartak, with that, with with some of the, the magic levels, the, the upper levels, is also give them the opportunity to do um, video analysis, um, yeah. you know, to, to, to see certain game situations and for them to be able to to come back and see themselves. It's one thing to play the game, but then seeing yourself on the field and, and why are you here versus there. So what we try to do is, is um, kind of continue that education with them, not just on the field, but also off the field. So, and that could be from game analysis of their own game. Sometimes our coaches send matches or clips from, I don't know, professional games. We encourage them um, you know, to, to watch games themselves on the, uh, on the TV at home or even go to like, you know, in Bangalore, I don't know, it could be super division matches or, or whatever it is that that's going on. So, and then also there's a lot of off the field guidance for these players. Um, you know, like you said, um, sometimes there's a lot of pressure for these young players, um, you know, and the league, sometimes the matches get intense. Sometimes the parents can get really excited. And even the coaches at times uh, we can get excited yeah. is to help them through the, the ups and downs of winning, of losing, um, of, of, I don't know, a referee making a, a call that, that maybe is hard for, uh, for a player. And so we do a lot of that now outside the field, you know, the, the guidance, the one-on-one, -on -one, the group meetings and, and to prepare them. And then hopefully also, and, and obviously because of COVID, this came to a halt, but right before COVID is to also take them to other parts of the world. Um, and so we took our, our U17 to, to Ajax in Holland. And we took, um, I believe it was our U10 at that time to Thailand and to expose them to different football cultures, to, uh, the different approaches that are done in different nations to also, again, to strengthen them, not only 
on the field, but for them to start thinking about why does this club, this academy, this culture approach football in this way? And again, it's a global game. So I think the more we expose them to different inputs, different uh, ideas, um, I think it's going to really help them as they grow as uh, as players and to make them realize that, yes, we want to we want to win the games, but it's it's about development over winning. And and that's sometimes hard. You know, it's hard for parents. It's it's hard for uh, clubs, academies, even sometimes hard for me as a coach, because obviously you, you would like to win. But what I'm learning is, is if if we can get the the parents and the children to understand that the development piece is so important. And from there, everything else will flow. So, you know, again, talking about the mental aspect of it is patience, persistence, commitment, right? Integrity, character, respect, and, and everything will flow out of that. And, and so, um, you know, so that's, you know, we try to help them. And I mean, we try to, a big piece of, of that too is Sartak is we also ask, where possible for loyalty from the parents is, is, you know, as we grow together, it's a journey. I don't think there's an easy fix. So one of the things, and this, I see this across the world. So it's not isolated to one area, one continent is football parents tend to jump quickly from club to club, or if, if it's a, not a great season or it's a harder season or, um, but what we're trying to ask parents is like, Hey, let's run this journey together. And yeah, there's many good clubs all around us with great coaches and great results, but um, you know, they, you know, and, and they have their players. We have our players. A, can the clubs work together, which, you know, is great, but then also can we work through these, these difficult moments? Cause you can't win every game. You can't win every championship. Yeah. And then through doing that, that commitment from the parent to the club, the club to the parent I think the mental development, the development of the player and the team is so encouraging and so good to see. And, um, and I see that at BCFC, some of our age groups have been together three, four, five years. And I, I commend the parents and the, the players, but you know, it's the parents usually that make these decisions to pull players for yeah. being able to, to stick with the club, even in times where it's not always easy because to me that brings fruit later on so it's it's been that's been really encouraging that, that's really good to hear um especially because again this ties back to the community uh, aspect as well uh, because once uh once the parent understands and i know a lot of bcfc parents will be listening to this as well uh some of the new bcfc parents and and of course the ones who who've stuck around for a long time and that that's a very important point that once the parents really merge with uh, the the philosophy of of the club, the vision behind it, and and the long term commitment to this, uh, I think yeah, they they will stick stick around no matter what. The, the results won't matter. The the referee decisions won't matter. Uh, it's it's about the development of the kid ultimately. So that's that's the point I think to be noted. Uh, not just the BCFC parents listening in, but, but you know, parents of of every academy, uh, right? It's it's important. Uh, to merge with and understand the vision. What, what, what are the coaches? What are the, um, uh, what's the academy trying to achieve? I think it's important to question that as well. Uh, if, if you don't know, uh, you yeah. know which, which academy that, that you're working at, um, right. As parents, um, the parents are our stakeholders. I really believe yeah. that and they need to, but there's this saying, you know, the grass is always greener on the other side. You know, you've heard it. Like things look always better on the other side at the other academy at the other club. 
somebody long back said, "Whoa, the grass is greener on the other side it's because there's a, a septic tank under it or a sewage pipe, <laughs> meaning that it might look good on the other side, but yeah. all the clubs, we have our issues. Here's what I would love to see is, as uh, for instance, let's say in Bangalore, there's so many players that we continue to work together as clubs. And, and, and here's, if we want to bring growth, Sartak, to football in, in Bangalore, in Karnataka, in India, yep. is where we have growth is when we bring in new players that are new to the game and we develop them. To me, that's the success story. It's not a success story where we have the same pool of players and we rotate the players around five, six, seven academies over six, seven years because there's no growth. Yeah. I mean, one academy might win this year. The other one might win that year, but it brings no growth. Where I want to focus on is you've got your group of players. Um, I, I don't want those players. You know what I mean? Like, and, and we've got our group of players. Can you now bring in your own players? We bring in our players and we can grow football in India at the levels that we've never seen before. And that's where I really want to focus on, not the switching of players, but that you talked about in your last podcast, the, the players in Austin town, you know, can we yeah. find that, that gem in Austin town, the new player that never really kicked the ball um, or, or the player in, in Rajasthan or in Kerala. And can we develop academies there and then grow football? And instead of just, you know, that circuit of players jump in, we yeah. can find new players and add them to the existing pool. I think that's yeah. really exciting. Absolutely. So anytime a new player walks into our facility, it's like, I want to shoot confetti and, and like, I want to, you know, because no, that to me is so yeah. exciting. A new Indian young footballer that joins. That's what full of, it's all Full of about. possibilities. Full of yeah. possibilities. And, could and I'm telling you, Sartak, the possibilities in Indian football, I mean, you know, I often joke that my goal is to be a tiny, tiny little piece of, of hopefully one day seeing India make the World Cup. Some of my Indian friends, like, they laughed. They're like, coach, like, this, this will never happen. I really beg to differ. Maybe I'm too optimistic. When I see the talent in Bangalore, in Karnataka, I've coached in different parts of India. It is here. It is there. And the time is now. Yeah, it might take some time. And, yes. and we got to get some things in place. But it's not because of the lack of talent, man. We have it in India and it's there. So let's go after it. And I, I believe it that India will make the World Cup and, uh, and it's going to be a powerhouse in football across the world. So why not, why not look for those, the Messis, the Ronaldos, the Robins, the Chetris that are in, in India. And right now we might not know they're there, but we've got to go find them. And I just want to be a small piece of that. True. True. Really well said. I think that that was quite motivating for, for, for me to listen. It, it was like it was like I'm I'm in your BCFC team huddle right now. <laughs> yeah, sorry. <laughs> good one. No, but but point taken. That's that's a really good uh, message. I think for all the parents, all the listeners uh, who are listening in today. So we we spoke about parents, uh, Bo. Now I think let's talk about coaches, uh, because I've had a long conversation with Vijay about this uh, as well, and and Vijay mentioned to me while his role in in 2019 was really we saw him on the touchline uh you know we saw him with the under sevens with the under nines you know coaching himself he mentioned to me that now his role is about educating the the newer coaches that are coming into bcfc right it's it's about uh you know kind of developing them as well because ultimately a better coach is going to make a better player uh so i know vijay is, is focusing very heavily on that these days uh but a word about 
you know how you look at coach education without uh, within BCFC, right? Uh, there are a lot of new coaches coming in, uh, and I'd like to I'd like to mention Anand. Uh, Anand was, by the way, the, the first guy who had who had connected us. So if if, BC, if you if you and I are on this podcast today, uh, it's it's uh, Anand was my junior from school. So he's the one okay. who connected yeah. us uh, uh, first. So if he's listening in, shout out to uh, to Anand. Uh, you know, thank you for for connecting yeah. us. Uh, but yeah, it's it's the coaches of of uh, BCFC uh, who are playing a very integral role. So, could you tell us more about your uh, vision and your philosophy of developing the coaches? Yeah, and and we we probably uh, vary there a little bit too from maybe what what's what's been a traditional way is. So the the way we we look at it is is this is um, when when we hire coaches, I don't actually hire Sartak on. If you are a A, B, C, D licensed coach, to be honest with you, I don't really, that's not my priority. What license you have or what letter of the license you have. Yeah. I want a guy that has a deep love for the game or, or, or girl and a deep love for uh, the player, the child to be able to, to just invest in them, to see them not just as a, a win or a loss or just a player on a team, but somebody that's going to be the next successful generation within India. So, um, so what we do a lot of times is when we have senior players on our team um, at BCFC, and I kind of, you know, you observe them, you analyze them, and I see leadership capabilities in them. I see that integrity, the character, respect, um, love for the game, love for people. Then we start talking to them. And oftentimes they might start as an assistant coach, as a part-time coach, but a lot of our coaches, including Vijay, you just referenced to Vijay, who's now, you know, the technical director, the, the head of, of BCFC. He started out assisting and helping. And but then he grew and more and more and he became a good coach. And then he started getting his D license and then his C license. And now he's doing his B license. And to be quite honest with you, Vijay became a much better coach than I could ever be. I mean, he's light years ahead of where I am as a coach. And to me, Sartak, that is what it's all about. I love that we have foreign coaches that come and help in India. I mean, I get to be part of the Indian football culture and this amazing nation with these amazing people. And how cool is that? However, isn't it our job to work ourselves out of a job? India has got some of the brightest people across the world, including coaches. So then why would I hold on to the lead coaching role or the lead because we have the Indian coaches. So just like we look for the, the raw talent, the hidden gem um, with yeah. the players, I am really focused on finding the, the next Indian top coach. And uh, because we need, if we want to grow Indian football, not only do we need the player development and you and I just talked about it, yeah. but if you don't have coaches to develop the players, yeah. then it's off balance, but we don't need foreign coaches to do that or do it forever. Maybe this is a moment of time that, that maybe there's foreign coaches like myself can, can add some things, come alongside, uh, maybe give input if needed, um, and, and maybe give, give, uh, show, learn, let people learn from our mistakes and, and share those mistakes with them. Yeah. But my end goal has always been to work ourselves out of a job. And so I think Bangalore City FC is, is to me a huge success story because if you go to the Bangalore City FC coaching now and, and, and their setup, 
you'll see the Indian coaches majority, if not mostly, or if not all are Indian coaches. And most of them are coaches that came without any certificate, any big accolades, any big like, well, I used to be this player and I did this. They were just guys that loved the beautiful game, that played the game, that started getting into coaching. And then what we do at BCFC is we pay for their education. So let's say they want to get for their, their D license yeah. and, uh, and then we pay for them to get it. So that's kind of the whole setup is identifying, um, looking. But again, the identifiers are not like, uh, do you know all the X's and O's? Can you win me every game? It's do you love people? Do you love the beautiful game? Do you want to work hard? And, and are you committed? And do you have integrity, character, and respect? If that's a good pieces you have, I can work with that. And then the title will come later. The wins will come later. So if you look at guys like uh, Parak, who joined us as a senior player, Coach Eli, Coach Parak, Coach Eli came as a, a senior player, right? Then we have Coach Santosh that, uh, that came in, Coach Vijay, um, you know, we've got Coach Manish, Coach Jonathan. I Jonathan mean, Coach Jonathan played played at the Super Division and, and whatnot. All these guys came within without any diplomas, without any uh, huge knowledge. And uh, and now look at them. They, they're licensed, they're learning and growing. And and I get to just look at that and, and be really proud of our, our Indian staff because they have surpassed levels that, yeah, they've surpassed my level and, uh, and that makes my heart feel really full and good. So, Absolutely. And I think it's about keeping this, this core together as well. Because now I know uh, Coach Parag has just, he's just started off with his team uh, now as well. And he's building, he's building a core team together. I'm seeing his, his Magics play week in, week out. Uh, yeah. You know, the under-10s especially. Very, very good group that's, that's coming, uh, coming along. And, and playing some good football. Playing some really good football. Uh, you know, challenging the 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 good the the, the better teams and uh, and putting up a really good show, yeah. right? So so shout out to Coach Parag because I'm watching his games, uh, uh, you know, every week. Um, right. So uh, now now that we've we've spoken a bit about uh, the coaches, I want to take you back to that moment. There's there's actually one picture of you, uh, Bo, from DPDL. Uh, it's it's actually one of our most iconic images. It's when you guys had won the under seven title and everyone just ran onto the pitch, including you. And I think you jumped the highest out of everyone who was on the pitch. You're right. You're right up there. I think two or three feet uh, <laughs> above the ground. Right. So, so tell me about that moment, right? Let's walk me through what you felt, uh, you know, because I know it, it meant a lot. It meant a lot to you uh, that final day, the whole, the whole place had turned orange. Uh, it was a great, um, Kind of atmosphere that we had there and I, I know it meant a lot uh, to you so walk me through what you felt at dpdl uh, on that day yeah that was more than just running on the field and winning a, a championship with with the kids that jump which you know like uh, i that jump that i heard uh, <laughs> after that jump like the uh, the old coach bow legs um, the, the mind thought i could do it the legs uh, the legs didn't work as well afterwards but that moment to me, I mean, it encapsulated, there was a lot of emotion in that moment. And, and here, here's some of the emotions that happened in that moment is when we started Bangalore City FC, we started on a sandy, dusty field um, somewhere, Vijay and I, Coach Vijay and I um, together. And I think we had three to four, maybe three to five kids that showed up. 
one was like seven and one was like 14 and, and I'm looking and I'm like how is this going to work you know and and as I was coaching there was this sand twirl spinning on the field sand in my face and I'm like ah like I don't know if I can do this like how like this this didn't work out I, I did I make a mistake um, did I you know and I remember coming home that night and, and talking to my wife Holly and I was really discouraged because I thought it's going to be this grand opening with with you know all the kids and all the teams would be set and here there were like three four kids on a sandy field and and it just didn't work well the practice didn't go well I I, I did terrible and I remember my wife just saying you know along the lines of of like Bo you're not a quitter and 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 you know what 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 you know like what God's laid on your heart and what you what you want to do and and go for it and and so that was the journey where those three or four kids became eight and then they became twenty and then forty and then it started running into the hundreds of kids and and then we built our own little astroturf in northeast Bangalore right and yeah. that journey was like I think Coach Vijay and I lost like ten years of our life building that turf. <laughs> You know, like the stress yeah. of building a turf. And this was new to us, Sartak. Like, yeah. I'd never, you know, I didn't know half the time what we were doing. And thank God for Vijay and his sanity and his wisdom. But yeah. long story short is we walked through such ups and downs with, uh, like we had we, there snakes on our property and we had sewage that entered into our property when we were building. And, uh, you know, there were so many setbacks and 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 yeah. difficulties and, and things didn't work out. And, I'm trying to learn, you know, like the soccer, the football culture in, 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 in India, and I'm constantly making mistakes and, and I'm not, not always doing well. So fast forward and, and then we're, you know, we started in, started this in 2015, 16, 2015, the paperwork, 16, we started the academy um, and then, or the club. And then here we are, I believe it was 2000, was it 19, 2020? And, um, and, and after four years or so of, and I'm, you know, and I'm incredibly hard work where, where we would be on the field sometimes at six in the morning till nine, 10 at night and, and, and just, just, just plugging away. And Vijay sometimes like, coach, like, what are you doing? Like, you know, and I kept pushing and pushing as I, yep. we're going to get there. We're going to get there. And, and then that moment where we've worked out, sorry, to see the community and the parents, like, just I saw tears, I saw laughter, I saw joy. Um, you know what I mean? I saw competition and and um, and all of that. To see that it it cut so deep for me because it brought me back to my days in Europe with the community, with the team, with hard work and commitment. And starting from uh, literally, we started from scratch. We didn't have much. We didn't have a whole lot of money. We didn't have a whole lot of players. We didn't have our own field. And then for our, our young little Lions to go through this long season against really good teams, you know what I mean? That, cool. that, that, that were just as competitive. We just, you know, were a little luckier in that final to, uh, to make it. It brought it full circle for me. And, and, but then also to see the Indian coaching staff on the sideline yeah. coach and win that match and me being yeah. outside. You would and eventually, you, you were behind eventually the running in. I'm running in because I couldn't contain my joy. But yeah. isn't that what it's all about? It's True. the community, the Indian yeah. coaches, the Indian players. Yeah. And then, yeah, I mean, I got a little too excited. So my apologies. I went on the field. <laughs> I think uh, no, no, one no. Of it, was, staff... it was an iconic moment. It, it's one of but, it, it will go down as one of the DPDL classics, huh? that one. One of, one of your staff told me, they came up to me, Sartak, and they were like, 
uh, Coach Bo, like, you're not supposed to be on the field. And I'm like, yeah, let's be honest. I'm like, whatever. Like, I'm celebrating. <laughs> I so I, my, if you're watching now, I forgot who it was. My apologies. But I just, it's a, but there was, it was, it was so deep within me because my heart's yeah. desire was to bring football and community to, to Bangalore. In addition, what was already there, the great things that were happening and the amazing things that are happening. I just wanted to add to that and to see that moment. Yeah. It, it became the circle of life or the circle of football for me. I felt mission accomplished in that moment. That was my, my mission. And, uh, yeah. and we accomplished that with our Indian staff. So uh, I got to be on the picture as the guy jumping, but you know, Sartak, that there was all the Indian staff. And you see it now is I'm just sometimes get to be a little bit of the face of it, yeah. but it's the staff that the Indian staff that gets us to where they need to go. So um, I'm forever grateful for uh, our, uh, our full-time and part-time staff. True. Yeah, I think that that moment really summed it up for me. It was it was an amazing day for us as well. Uh, I remember BCFC parents uh, reaching out to me at the end of the final, uh, the next day, maybe a day or two later as well. And, you know, just just still being in the buzz of, of that moment. Uh, a lot of, I, I got a, mess, a few messages from some of the BCFC parents, you know, saying, you know, what, what what's going to happen, uh, you know, next, next weekend for us, the weekends were, uh, DPDL so they, they really enjoyed it and and I know that uh, I know what that final day meant to my team as well you know we were yeah. overjoyed to see you know so many kids just you know looking at their their medal and and you know just admiring it it's just a medal it's a very small medal but it's actually 25 games of hard work that they put in over a period of six seven months right that that got them there and these are these are really these are babies right these are seven-year-olds nine-year-olds who've just started off so it was it was wonderful to see uh, and obviously yeah, and then some of those players, Sartak, now that were there at that day when BCFC won the U7, the U9, and yeah. then made the finals in the U12. Correct me if U11. I'm wrong. U11. Uh, yeah. U11. Sorry. Yeah. Some of those players now have moved on. Some of our players have gone to, to BFC. Some of our players are maybe elsewhere. And yeah. and you know, to me, it's like, yeah, at the end of the day, it's a win because they're playing, whether that's with us or elsewhere. There's so many wins that came out of that moment. And yeah, maybe they're playing for a competitor right now or a competitor on the field, but they're playing. And to me, that is the end goal. Keep them playing, keep them engaged. And if it's with us, great. Obviously, we'd love that. But if they decide to go elsewhere, let's send them off with, with, you know, with, with integrity, with respect, with a handshake, fist bump, and, uh, and move from there. We got to th work together here. And, uh, and I think... Uh, it's happening at times. So it's hopefully going to continue. Absolutely. Well, I think, I think coach Bo, that's, um, I think this, for me, this, this podcast was, was inspiring. I actually learned quite a few things from you today, especially the community angle. Sometimes I always, I always think about it, always talk about it, but to see it executed, I think I've seen it executed by your club. I've seen it executed and I see it week in, week out. Uh, so kudos to to you guys. I think the story of of BCFC is a very inspiring one, not just for for a league like ours, but also for all the academies that are that are growing up, that are trying to now enter the space of football in, into the city. Um, you know, who are trying to achieve something. Um, I think your model is a very unique one, something that everyone can learn something from, uh, whether it's the parents, the coaches, or the players themselves. Um, so yeah, I mean that's that's. Uh, that's that's I think all, all we have time for 
and uh, but yeah i obviously want to leave the floor open to you bo if if there's anything that that you'd like to add uh, you know it, it's been an ins- kind of inspiring conversation for me with you um, yeah you know would you like to end it with with anything anything you'd like yeah, to yeah i mean i would end it with i mean again i don't know everything um, i'm learning a lot but for those academies that are out there if you're thinking about starting an academy and there is there is no shortcuts um, you can take shortcuts but I think that will come back later on, later on, and and maybe hurt um, is is build deep foundations, and that means having to do the hard, the dirty work, the starting from scratch, the starting on a sandy, dusty field somewhere in Bangalore, um, building from the ground up, and um, but don't take shortcuts and and build something strong and lasting, but be okay with humble beginnings and and just work your way up and. Um, it sets yourself up for longevity in the, in the future. And then, you know, I think for us as existing academies, and, and there's several really great ones in Bangalore or clubs, yeah. is my hope is that we can expand in parts of India where there are no academies. So I love that we're bringing kids maybe from other areas of India to Bangalore to give them the opportunity. That's one way to do it. And it's it's not a bad way. But how about we keep them with their families, we keep them in their communities, we keep them in the areas that they grow up, and instead of bringing them to Bangalore, how about we bring football from Bangalore to them? So it is my personal hopes, desire, and my next focus in our journey to open up academies in parts of India where they don't have access to what we have in Bangalore. So that is my personal hope, and the next five years are going to be fully committed to opening academies in those parts of India where there's talent, where there is community and where there is uh, new clubs needed. And I hope that some of the other academies in uh, in Bangalore are, are joining me. And I know some of them are already doing it or looking at it. And I think that'd be a great win for football in India. So, and Sartak, thanks for everything. Um, you know, you and I have had some amazing talks. We've had some pretty strong, um, like iron sharpens iron, you know, like when iron sharpens iron, the sparks fly, it gets a little loud. Um, sometimes you and I agree on everything and sometimes we didn't agree on on, on certain things. Yep. But I think you've taught me a lot. Uh, you're very knowledgeable. Um, you know what you want, what you're doing. You're a man of integrity. And uh, and that's um, just been a great, you've been a great addition to our football journey in India. So thanks for, you know, just keeping keeping me on my toes and for uh, for sharing and taking time. So I appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you for the kind words, uh, Bo. And and obviously, we, we miss you here at DPDL. We are looking forward to, to uh, you know, seeing you and your family uh, back here sure. in Bangalore. And sure. obviously, I think this, this, is, this is a really nice uh, way that you ended it, where you said you are planning to take football to the, the other parts of, of, the con- uh, of the country. That's a very, yeah. very important point. Um, any, any guesses? I mean, do, can we take guesses on, on where you're going? I think this is a great piece to put in the comment section. Um, maybe people can put in the comment section, where should we go to build our next academy? Or where yep. do you think we will go? No, but it will be, it will be in, the, um, in, uh, in, in the northern part of India, in the, um, you know, looking at, at several really good areas where the talent is there. 
the structure isn't there yet. Like we have a structure in Bangalore now. Yeah. There's a structure in some of the big cities. Um, I want to bring structures in some of the areas where the kids are there, the talent is there, the community is there, um, but they don't have the opportunities to come to a field or to get coaching like we do in Bangalore. So um, I'm looking at some of the more undeveloped football areas of, of India. And, right. uh, and that's just what I believe in, personal choice. Um, and I think um, there's yep. some uh, really good players that we're going to find there. And, uh, and hopefully one day they will also get the chance to represent their state, their nation. Um, as, so I'm excited. Very exciting. Very exciting indeed. Um, well, Bo, uh, you know, really, really appreciate your time. Uh, I know this is, uh, you, you've just uh, witnessed one of the most special moments in, in life just a few days ago. Uh, and even after that, you gave us your time, uh, you know, from, from so many, uh, you know, so many thousands of miles away. So I really appreciate that. You know, thank you so much. Thank you so much once again. And uh, yeah, I'm going to see you at DPDL in, in a month or in a month or two. That's right. Appreciate it. Thank you. Thanks so much, Bo. Thanks so much. Thanks for listening in. So much to learn and so much to absorb from that episode. I hope you enjoyed it. Catch us again on the DPDL Talent Development Podcast as we bring to you another episode with a leading expert. Until then, we'd love to hear from you. Follow us on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, or shoot us an email at developmentleague at the rate doublepass.com. That's developmentleague at the rate doublepass.com. Take care and see you next time.